big summer blowout. If you were in Electric Forest with Mikey and spent any time with Mikey, there's a 99% chance you heard both of those two noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because while you were at E-Forest, I was at a queer wedding upstate New York and one of our friends who's getting married, she is Persian and her sister at any random time would make a similar noise. Yes! Yeah, like She's way better at it though. She can like roll her tongue while she's doing it. Oh man, I need some <laughs> lessons before next year for Electric Forest because we'll surely be going back. Hello, if you're listening right now, this is Plurality, a pod about beautiful music and beautiful people, eps every other Wednesday. I'm inspired today. I am jazzed, I am stoked, because we're gonna talk about a electric forest. And I haven't really heard any of Mikey's notes, so I'm excited to dive in and, and hear about all of his experiences, because I've never been, and this is his first time, so. Lots to talk about. So many things. So many things. So let us begin. Uh, Moody, you got a drop for us. Drop of the week. Drop of the week. Sorry, we're we're currently vibing to Jansen. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to vibe to Jansen. He's just so good at the wubs. Like once you're in it, you're there. You're you're lost in the sauce. some high, high quality whoops. Truly, I think that his set at Easy when we saw him, whatever year that was, 2021, even though we didn't stay for his whole set, like that first half that we stayed for, that was probably the funnest I've ever had in a set. Like in any set that I've been to, that was like top, top memories for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first exposure to Jansen ever. And the amount of energy that was burned <laughs> in that 30 minutes was high. Truly, yeah, I I knew his music, but that was the first time I saw him live. And then I was like, oh yeah, I can't miss, I can't miss his sets moving forward. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so drop of the week. Quite different than Jansen vibes, actually. <laughs> That's because we got range here on this podcast. That's right, we got, we got mad range. Mad range. All over the electronic map. I'm just going to get right into mine and we'll talk about it after. My drop of the week is Will We Remain by Elon Bluestone, Mayor Levy, and L Waves. Will We Remain. It's such a good song. Do you know who Elon Bluestone is? The name does ring a bell, but could I tell you a tune right now? No. <laughs> All right, cool. But it does make me think of that Chinese guy who looks exactly like Elon Musk. And he always goes, I am Elon Musk. <laughs> And when you said Elon Bluestone, that's what I thought of. I don't know that I've seen him. Wait, he's not the guy that does the tricks where he's like, has the sheet on him and he pulls it out. Da-da! <laughs> no, not that guy. I do love that guy though. Yeah, da-da! Yeah, Frenchie's grandma also likes that guy. And you know how there's that app Cameo where you can pay like celebrities and influencers. Oh my gosh, he's on Cameo? He's on Cameo. Frenchie's grandma's son, Benji. So Frenchie's uncle. He reached out to the guy on Cameo and was like, hey, can you do one of these for my mom? So he did the one where he's laying down and he has the sheet and like the cups and everything. And he pulls it out and it's a sh- it's a paper that says, happy birthday, Yori. <laughs> and then he's like waving. <laughs> I bet that made her whole year. She was quite embarrassed, but I, she loved it. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Elan Bluestone, here we go. <laughs>
build up there is actually the end of the song this is this is the end <laughs> wow but there's a whole like four minutes before what we just listened to that like is slower because like it's very melodic and it builds up to this like yeah. massive chorus and then that that other little build up there at the end that turns really dark awesome lyrics awesome awesome tune i have a soft part in my heart for Alan because he just makes incredible progressive house and trance music. And he's been working with BT for a number of years. So I think that's how... Actually, I think it was one of our good friends, Sumble, who sent me one of his songs in the beginning. And then I was like, oh, this slaps. And then I like really delved into it and then saw that he was working with BT. And I was like, yep, he's working with BT. We know he's good. <laughs> so a little bit of news about our friend Elon. Tell me, tell me. He is a London-based DJ producer who has been crafting his skills in the progressive house and trance scenes for over the past 15 years. Oh, wow. While he had a number of releases from 2008 to 2010, it was his debut solo track, Cape Town, released by Anjuna Beats in 2012 that catapulted him into the progressive limelight. The track we just listened to was a single off his 2018 debut album, Scars. And there are a number of remixes that you can find uh, that are just like so lit. One of my favorites is Spencer Brown. Elon's signature uplifting synths and bass-driven grooves bring a fresh melodic touch that consistently rank him at the top of the progressive genre. For example, he once had four consecutive songs hit the number one spot on the Beatport trance charts. So the man knows what he's doing. He's got the formula yeah, now. Just four in a row. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Just, just number one. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. His tracks are a staple and above and beyond DJ sets. And he also gains frequent support from many other international artists such as Armin Van Buren, Tiesto, Artie, Matzo, and Seven Lions. He has performed at some of the world's largest venues and festivals, such as London's Ministry of Sound and Wembley Arena, New York's Madison Square Garden, EDC Vegas, EDC Mexico, Dream State, A State of Trance 850, and many, many more. During lockdown in 2020, he started a trance-specific alias, Stone Blue, and he also launched a progressive group called Elysian, which is compromised of him and his friends, Mayor Levy, who was one of the other featured artists on the track we just listened to, and Emma Hewitt, who is a vocalist and has just a phenomenal range in her tunes. She also has worked with BT, and I think she's worked with Seven Lions, too. So, like, you know, it's so cool that, like, DJs and producers and vocalists, like, they're all, like, just friends, and they're all like, yeah, let's make a song together, or let's start a group together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just because they can. Just because they can, especially during lockdown. Like, everyone had all this free time on their hands. They're like, I'm going to start this alias, we're going to start this group, we're going to, like, make all this music. And then they did. 
And then they did. But I do hope to see him someday soon live because I've heard his sets are just transformative. That was beautiful. I'm sure that I heard somebody play some of his stuff this past weekend, probably above and beyond. I spent some time at that set. The drop at the very end of the tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen to the whole track at, like later because oh yeah, because when that happens at the end, you're like, well, first of all, where the fuck did that come from? And second <laughs> of all, it's literally the last like 60 seconds of the track and you, that's what you put there. I mean, I only heard the last 90 seconds of the track and yet my reaction was still like, oh, shit, what? What is this at the end? Wow. What's your drop of the week this week, Mikey? Well, a good one. My drop of the week is from our dearest Apache, who I had the fine, fine, wonderful opportunity to see perform with a live brass ensemble a few days ago. So we are going to get into our composer vibes. This is Lacrimosa by Apache. could go so hard <laughs> has anyone in like the history of our species ever made music like that probably not <laughs> i think there's one and his name is apache i'm sorry i didn't know you wrote that I did catch some some highlight reels of his seven piece orchestra from the Brownies and Lemonade account. I was like, oh man. Oh man. He really went in. Yes, so Apache, we have spoken about on this podcast before, our pal from Belgium who lives in Montreal, who's been featured on a variety of cinematic soundtracks from large films. That was Mozart. And he makes a wide range of bangers. And you know what? We're going to talk about him in this Electric Forest recap. So I think, why don't we just go right there? Let's do it. Just combine Drop of the Week with E-Forest. I'm looking at the ocean right now, actually. We didn't talk about this. I'm in Florida. Hey. This is my first road podcast recording. You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. You're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, thanks, thanks. It's a little different, but I can't see the ocean. It's all good. 
And I'm actually going to be in Florida in a few days too. So maybe we'll meet up in our home state. <laughs> maybe we will. That would be crazy. <laughs> so let's get into Electric Forest. I guess I can just give a little, a little precursor before we get into the sets and Apache. We arrived on Wednesday afternoon. And from the moment that we got onto festival grounds, I had no phone service. Because apparently, if T-Mobile is your provider, or in my case, I have Mint Mobile, who uses T-Mobile, service was not going to happen. You were not going to send any text, any Instagram messages, look up anything. You were in the dark. And it was honestly kind of a beautiful experience to be totally unattached, totally disconnected, and just be in the forest. Were there some times where I was separated from people and was like, damn, it would be nice to be able to <laughs> get a hold of someone? Yep, yep. There was a, a few homies that I had hoped to see that I just didn't run into. But I did run into most of the homies and it was cool. It was beautiful. It was serendipitous and really contributed to a, a really special first forest experience. If you have been to forest, you know that you can't really... Explain into words the vibes that that forest brings, especially when it lights up at night. And homie, I'm so excited to be there with you someday because I know that that's going to happen. So why don't we just get into the music first and foremost? Uh, it was amazing. All of it. Everyone was stupendous. Brought their A games. I have six sets that particularly stood out to me. In no particular order, they were Apache based on just total energy expenditure. Odessa, because they played liquid drum and bass. Iso Exo, because of his amazing ability to throw absolute bangers from the moment he got on stage to the moment that he left. Disco lines for his hotness. That's what everybody was talking about. Zaddy. Go off, Thaddeus. And then Lane 8 for just one of the most beautiful compilation of sounds that I have to experience. So from the top, Apache, I got to shuffle so much because he threw in some nasty bass house as well as nasty dubstep, as well as classical music. It was an experience. And everyone who had not been exposed to Apache previously, I think, left a little confused and <laughs> amazed and uh, just very happy. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> he was up there with the, the live brass ensemble, and I would love to have seen it fully at night. It was at like 8 o'clock, and it didn't really get dark in the forest till like 10, 10.30. The sun stayed up so late, which was very cool. But Apache live brass ensemble at night kind of the, you know, the effect of Odessa's drumline when they're all at night and lit up is amazing. And I think that Apache might have the potential to have a similar amazingness with their production and, and all that jazz that goes with it. One particular song that I enjoyed that Apache played was Daydream with Split Breed. Daydream. The amount of times that I like football spiked my bucket hat <laughs> during the set out of excitement was many. I can envision that in my head. <laughs> Just like when you football spiked your, your duck balloon yeah. at EDCO last year. That's uh that's becoming a favorite a favorite move of mine. <laughs> 
Let's talk about Odessa a little bit because I having seen Odessa five or six times at some really, really cool places, I was really excited to add Electric Forest to that list because a few years ago, I think 2015 or 2016, they did their first forest set there and it was renowned to be pretty legendary. And now they have a whole new catalog of music as well to, to add and to hear them mix their new stuff with their older stuff to mix the last goodbye with a moment apart. It was really special. And they did combinations that I had never thought of before, never knew that I needed. But what I really didn't know that I needed until I had it in my ears was liquid drum and bass. (laughs) We lost our minds. We lost our minds. And I'll play a little bit for you from the video that I have. The sound quality is not going to be ideal because my arms were everywhere showing the people (laughs) around me, showing us. It was frantic, but I wanted to just thank Odessa for, you know, you ever hear something in a set and you feel like that they played it just for you. That's kind of what Van and I felt about Odessa playing some some liquid D&B. Oh, I'm so sweet. I'm so happy that Vanna also felt the same. special moment and one that I will always cherish. So thank you to those two very talented humans. And when the drop happened, there are these red lasers that are burning everyone's retinas. (laughs) Was that the first time you saw lasers in their set? They did lasers at Forest Hill Stadium in New York City. And I think this was the second time, but like Odessa plus lasers, plus fire, plus fireworks, plus drumline plus live vocalists, which let me take a moment to thank all of the live vocalists, specifically Naomi Wild and Charlie Houston. Naomi Wild, who was on A Moment Apart and also The Last Goodbye. Charlie Houston, who is a new addition to uh, The Last Goodbye. And I think the vocalist that Odessa chooses really helps set them apart because these are vocalists that I swear are better in person than they are on the records. And that's just an incredible quality in a performer. It's beautiful and I'm so thankful for their ability to find these vocalists and of really all walks of life, you know, from The Last Goodbye, they took a sample from a 30-year-old R&B soul track and turned it into this incredible song, The Last Goodbye. So can't say enough good things. You guys who are listening know that I could talk about them forever. So (laughs) we'll stop there. But thank you, Odessa, for your beautiful set and all of the beautiful sets over the years. Oh yeah. Can't wait to see them live myself. So still have yet to. 
can't wait for you to throw some banging vocalists into the tracks that you produce too because i know that you have a good ear for it as well oh hell yeah kalina zanders all day baby dude kalina zanders is like the goat the goat 100 halia fucking halian oh uh. Emma Hewitt for sure. I could go on. I actually keep a list in my in my notes of vocalists I want to work with. So I'm ready. It's written down. It's being manifested. Exactly. Ooh, one other note about Odessa. Odessa adjacent. We went to Niels Hoffman specifically because he has a remix of Odessa's Equal. That's to die for and he actually didn't play it and then when you think about it nobody plays Odessa's music so they must have some kind of you know thing set up where they're the only people who can play Odessa tunes live at shows yeah it it depends who owns your rights and who has the capacity to say yes or no to playing your music but especially if you want to have as a DJ if you want to have your festival set recorded and then uploaded to YouTube or SoundCloud or whatever, you have to get the rights to all to every song that you play. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be able to upload it on the internet. So I think a lot of DJs do try their best to to play things and like that they know will get cleared because of course you want more exposure from on YouTube and SoundCloud and the internet in general. <laughs> of course. And and I guess if, if anyone plays Odessa, that's unlikely to be cleared. Just from my experience being at festivals with Odessa and the only Odessa songs that you hear at those festivals are by Odessa. That's cool though. They're like, we are exclusive. <laughs> it, it is kind of cool. And I think that's just kind of a form of expression of their art and how they feel about it. That's absolutely what they are entitled to do. 100%. Ooh, uh, I also wanted to say quickly on Odessa, they have a new EP coming out, which is very exciting. They're teaming up with Yellow House to release a new EP called Flaws in Our Design coming out July 21st. All right, let's uh, let's touch on ISO EXO. Dude is a human flamethrower. My man comes out there with a pure mission to absolutely flame every person in that crowd from second one to second <laughs> final of his set and mission accomplished, brother. He's making creme brulees out here. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> the whole crowd was a scorched ass creme brulee by the end of that. Creme brew, brew base. <laughs> brew base, brew base. Creme brew all of the things. So... You know what? There's no way that I can really encapsulate how banging it was, so I'm just going to play a tune. This is Stringer by ISOXO and also with RL Grind.
That's definitely a festy vibes if I ever heard him. Especially R.L. Grimes, he's always so freaking massive. <laughs> I gotta see Grime. He's like at the top of the list of dudes. Henry is so good. But that ISO set. Every video that I've seen of ISO XO live, especially when he's with Knock 2, it's just like everyone in the crowd is either jumping or like just flailing every which way. <laughs> flailing. Actually, before the set that morning, I was talking to someone in our camp who wasn't familiar with ISO, but who was a big like house person. And I know that ISO XO does a lot with Knock 2. So I kind of thought it was going to be a lot of base house. It was actually a little bass house, maybe like 20%, but mostly like trap dubstep. And I said to this homie after, I was like, hey, I'm sorry if I misled you. And he was like, dude, that was so amazing. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> like very happy with the end result. Bringing people out of their shells. Yes. So ISO XO couldn't recommend them enough. If they're on a lineup near you, do yourself a favor and be in attendance. It will not be a regret. I love that they're always like rocked out in like UFO pants from like Hot Topic with like the <laughs> chains and like the studs and he's like wearing all the spikes. <laughs> you totally would run into ISOXO at a Hot Topic. They look like a flamethrower. <laughs> and at the end of, of his set, he was like representing San Diego, California. <laughs> I was like, oh, shout out San Diego. Never been to San Diego, but must be a dope place. Something in the water there. Dubstep. Dubstep, yeah. Trap. Base house. Moving on to down my list, Disco Lines, my boy Thaddeus, whose music is near and dear to my heart. I actually had a whole Disco Lines outfit going on on Friday, because it was Friday night at the carousel. I had my like disco ball hat, like bucket hat, and I like wired like mini disco balls around it, and then I glued in like <laughs> lights into the hat. The people enjoyed the hat. And then I had a shirt with lines all over it and then uh, disco pants. And the best thing was I had this little disco ball that you could plug into your phone and it would just like Aww. be a disc instant disco wherever you were. I actually had so much fun the whole weekend just like breaking out <laughs> an instant disco <laughs> at any times. Also, it was great for getting out of the crowd because you could just put it in front of you and everyone saw you coming and like kind of moved. So if anyone gets frustrated at night escaping crowds, a disco ball. maybe get yourself a little disco ball. <laughs> That's a great tip. Tips and tricks. So what did, what did we like about disco lines? Well, I can't put it any better than my dear, dear pal, Nick. I said afterwards, Nick, what, uh, what surprised you most about this set? And he looked right into my eyes and said... Honestly, his hotness. He's a very hot boy up there. Apparently, all of the, the lads and ladies think of Thaddeus as a, a zaddy of some kind. So as the number one Disco Lines doppelganger in the EDM community, you know, I think that's fantastic. I was just going to say that in turn means that all of these apply to you. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Did you have anyone come up to you mistaking you for him? Unfortunately not. Next time, next time. Ironically, the, the stage that he was at was definitely the hottest temperature-wise set that I was at all weekend because had to get up close. Definitely a full like drenching yeah. of sweat once I got out of there. For the music itself, Mr. Disco Lines, quite frankly, is an incredible DJ producer, performer, has such a great pulse of just creating an incredibly fun hour to hour and a half set of music. I mean, just the videos that I have, you heard Kesha, 
you heard Leona Lewis, you heard Restless Bones mixed with Cinema. He also played Gassed Up by Subtronics in Zed's Dead, like out of the blue. And everybody <laughs> went like mental because there was a good bit of bass heads in there. It's actually funny. One of my favorite things was seeing in a Linium jersey on the rail, even though Disco Lines was a direct conflict with a Linium. Wow. <laughs> at that time. Someone wore an Alinium jersey on Friday and then went to Disco Lines and got on the rail. That's bananas, and I love that. You go, whoever you are. I love it. (laughs) Whoever you are, yes. That's so fucking bad. I mean, I'm sure that person has seen Alinium so many times, and then they're like like us. They're like, we can't miss Disco Lines again. (laughs) Cannot. Has to happen. Has to happen. And I don't intend to miss Disco Lines anytime soon. Moving on down to uh, Lane 8, who I had never seen live before. Lane 8 has been playing as the soundtrack to my nighttime hours for six or seven years now. And that was the single most like enraptured and sucked into a set I was the whole weekend. Like all of a sudden I like looked around and like 20 minutes had passed and I was like, oh my gosh, I was just dialed in (laughs) on this set. It was beautiful. It felt like one-on-one me with Mr. Lane 8 getting to, to hear those tunes wash over us. So just wanted to throw out a big thank you to uh, Daniel Goldstein, the mind behind Lane 8. Maybe, we you want to play some Lane 8 right now? Yeah, let's do it. My favorite Lane 8 remix is his remix of Eric Prydz' Liberate. Ooh. Top vibes. And it's going on. I'm, I'm in this right now. This is why I like it. We got the piano chords. <laughs> piano. <laughs> hey. Thanks, Lane 8. Tasty. And Prids for your efforts on this this track. It's for sure. Much appreciated. I will conclude the Electric Forest music discussions by talking about Memba, who we have spoken about on the pod. But this was a set that impacted me, I believe, greater than all of the rest of the sets. And we left Zed's Dead about halfway through. 
to go to Memba to catch the last hour of it. And shout out Zed Zed, by the way. They played some nice stuff. Oh, it was nice. And they're just so good. And they have evolved so beautifully. And as someone who has experienced some recent music evolutions, it's very fun when artists you enjoy have wide ranges and evolutions as well. But I digress. We got to Memba. It was at the stage, the observatory, which was definitely the prettiest stage. And I imagine from the performer's perspective, the view must have been so cool because there's all these structures. It's different levels. They have lasers, the trees you can see through the stage behind them and then spreading out in front of them. It was a maybe the most magical center of Electric Forest could have been the observatory. And Memba, who is made up of two wonderful humans, Ishan Chadhari and Will Curry, And I just want to talk about these fellas for a moment because they're making a big impact, I think, on the people around them, the people in their lives, and the people not in their lives, people like me, people like you. They have a wide range of music and skills. They do a lot of melodic stuff. They do some trap stuff. They do some dubstep stuff. They do some house stuff. And they have fun. They also built their own instrument. They call it Aranyani. And Aranyani is an organic MIDI controller that they designed and built made of birch, bamboo, moss, and prehistoric plants. They've always been inspired by ancient civilizations, and the story of Aranyani spoke to them, so they decided to build that instrument as a testament to that. And what does Aranyani stand for? Well, that is the name of the Hindu god of forests and wild animals. Badass. Super badass. And to crack it out in the forest, the electric forest was special. They absolutely ripped that thing. Also, we've spoke about Ishan a little bit and his story, his family story, but as a little refresher, there's actually a Netflix doc called The Sky is Pink, which is essentially his family's life story. It's based on... The love story of his parents spanning 25 years told through the lens of their teenage daughter, Ishan's sister. Her name was Aisha. And Aisha was diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis, but that did not stop her from being an author, a motivational speaker. She eventually passed away in 2015, but the day before she passed away, her book, My Little Epiphanies, was published. And a really incredible story. I would encourage everybody to take some time to delve into it. I definitely have that doc on my list and will be watching it. I'm excited to watch it. And through the tragedy and grief that their family has endured, what an incredible human has been formed in Ishan. He is the one that's on the mic at these shows. And one, I don't think there's anyone whose culture comes through more in their music right now than Memba because you see a lot of elements from their Hindu culture. And ironically, the second member of Memba, Will, I mean, I don't want to guess what his heritage might be. He does just look like a Caucasian man, but his last name is Curry, which is an Indian food. So I thought that was funny. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to play a tune right now that went super hard called Jayo, J-I-Y-O. This is on their latest EP, which is titled Union. It's six tracks. The song Skybender that we played on the Jack episode is from this EP. And it's an incredible EP. We're going to listen to this one a rat now. And I know Moody's going to like this one. I hear the vocals. I like it already. You can hear it. 
one set at electric forest that i could have just teleported you to be there next to me yeah it would have been this one i i was thinking about you a lot during this set homie mm. the music was special their connection with the crowd was really special i mean halfway through the set they have a song that's actually called rowdy and Ishan gets on the mic and he's walking and he's like, we want to recognize who we think is the rowdiest person in this crowd and we think it's you. And he just singled out a girl right in the front and he got in the crowd, gave her a hug. We were all like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. Like, that's my dream for a DJ to be like, you're the rowdiest one and me be like, or something. (laughs) But that was so cool. They thought they were done, but then they had a few more songs. And so at the very end, they said, guys, thank you. We want to just listen to this one with you guys. So they both just went and sat on the rail and just shared that moment with the with us. And they were like signing stuff, touching people, like waving to people, vibing, just being in that moment. And I mean, if I was a DJ, that would be everything I would want to be. And it was so cool to see somebody being that and doing it and I think Ishan's a really, really special person and the music they make is stupendous and the experiences that they created for me and a few hundred or a few couple thousand other people, however many people were there, uh, was really, really memorable. So thank you to Memba. Hell yeah. I mean, Memba's always going to make me think of you, so (laughs) no one will ever understand what we went through that day. (laughs) (laughs) No one will ever understand. And then Memba brought us back. But that was at like, what, like three, four o'clock in the afternoon? Yes. To see them at like 2 a.m. crush a night set. I actually sent him a message after like, fellas, I was stoked to see you guys get a night set at Forest. Thank you for that energy and love you share with the crowd. And they responded and they just said, thanks for mobbing, bruv. And I thought that was funny. (laughs) Thanks for mobbing, bruv. That's funny because they're not British. (laughs) (laughs) But we be mobbing, that's for sure. We'd be mobbing, we'd be skanking, we'd be doing all the things, the lads. Did you know, though, that Ishan is married to Evan Gia? I did. I did not know that. I just found out literally today and was like, they just get better and better. Yeah, that's why she's on a lot of their tracks. 
I only know that because Evan Gia opened up for Alice in Wonderland on her loner tour. So we saw her sing live. So she sang an entire like hour set yeah. at Avant Gardner. And prior, I didn't really know who she was. So I was like doing my little research about it. I saw that she was married to Ishan, like just because it like came up in her bio. And yeah. it was like, oh, he's also a producer. He's part of this group called Memba. But yeah, I really wanted to make it a priority to see Memba at Izu because I had already seen Evan Gia. And then I was like, I got to see them too. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I love it when, when couples are like multi-talented, you know, they're like producers, vocalists, DJs, shufflers, whatever. Do it all. <laughs> My mind was blown. I saw Evan Gia open for Odessa at their A Moment Apart finale in like 2019. So I've been listening to her stuff for a little bit now and member stuff since probably before that as well because they were on Foreign Family Collective. And then to realize that these two are married, that's cool. Yeah, it's badass. It is badass. I would like to see her sing live at one of their sets one day. That would be sick. Yes. I wish she sang <laughs> Boris. Dang. I guess that's all that was Next missing. time, next time. Next time. <laughs> time a few quick shout outs i wanted to shout out griffin actually because mr griffin i owe you an apology i wasn't really familiar with your game i thought i was because i've seen griffin three or four times pre-covid but the griffin that i saw at electric forest did a lot of additional things you know i thought griffin was just going to be kind of like melodic like poppy like uplifting he played some heavy stuff some dubstep he played some trap he played some sexy like techno some side trance wow he was doing it i only caught bits of his sets i was wandering sherwood forest and then i would flutter out and be like oh griffin's killing it and then i would go back in and then i would come back out and i got like all the way up to like the front right at one point when i was just like i gotta go in there it was cool so shout out griffin that's dope i've seen him twice and i've never seen him play side trance or techno for sure <laughs> yeah i was very floored to be honest so that was exciting and like you know what of course every artist is going to start to evolve nobody wants to play the same set every time so so that's on me for being short-sighted and assuming that I knew what Griffin was going to sound like because wrong. Well, I also feel like when you're playing a forest, you have so much creative room to wiggle. Like, I, I think it's different if you're at like EDCO or something because I think mm -hmm. it's more mainstream and there are more people and they are expecting a certain sound. Not that DJs should abide by that. I don't think that at all, but I know a lot of DJs do. That could be Griffin's case. Maybe he, it just depends. The venue, the city, the festival. Could be, could be. But yeah, that Electric Forest, he did the thing. So my apologies and I'll be at your next set, sir. Nice, nice. Above and Beyond was was really beautiful. I only, maybe had like 30 minutes at Above and Beyond because I was, I was really just floating a lot this festival i got to see so many people because i was just frolicking around and i popped out to see above and beyond and then i went into the forest and i popped out the other side and i was like oh this is res let's go listen to res for a bit and then i went back to above and beyond and it was it was so fun but uh, i had a really cool moment at above and beyond like for 20 minutes like a moment of real clarity i was looking around and it's just like everything came into focus and like I sent you all of those texts the next day about like anything is possible. Like we have the ability, like we know who we are and what we can be. And all we have to do is be ourselves and continue to do what we do and good things will happen. And 
It was the single moment that I take the most inspiration from as I carry on my life outside of the forest. Mm. I was just really thankful for it. And those last two days of the forest especially, I have never felt more myself than those 48 hours. It was extremely liberating. And that person that was there in the forest, I believe that I can be that person outside of the forest and going forward. And that was, you know, such a cool kind of realization of like, right now you are who you were meant to be. Keep doing that. Keep being that. So that was, that was a special, special little moment for me. I love that. I'm crying over here. (laughs) I mean, that's so special. And like, that's what the whole point of doing these festivals is, right? Like to connect with other humans and to realize that Festivals don't have to be the only place where we're showing each other unlimited kindness and just hugging strangers and saying, I love you. We could do it anywhere. And that's what it was. It was just sharing love with everybody. And the people were all beautiful. And one uh, one really funny moment that I had when I was, I think uh, I had a lot of energy at this place. And poor Vanna and Nick were, I think, pretty drained. And they were following me around frolicking. And they're like, we're just going to sit inside this little cool little hutch for a little while. And I was like, okay, I need to run around some more. So I was like bouncing around frolicking. And this girl had this like twirler thing. And I accidentally like it got caught on my hand. And I knocked it down. And I ran like 20 feet past and looked back and was like, sorry. And I was like, wait pause i ran back picked it up i was like i'm so sorry like here you are and she was like you keep it you have it i was like ah and then i just took it and floated through the forest just like waving this twirly around and it was beautiful it was like i think a very small example that is emblematic of the bigger picture of forest of you know good people good vibes good attitudes And yeah, I had a lot of moments like that. And that is also why, as much as I love this music, and I've been talking about how great the music was for what feels like an hour, (laughs) the experience and just the energy at these festivals I found is what's the most important thing to me. And I really want to go to new festivals and find out which ones I enjoy the energy the most. And I'm excited to do those things. I'm excited to do it with you. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We were talking like RV is is the future. Like that's the end goal. I mean, yeah, like we haven't talked about it, but obviously there was a massive storm and it shut down the festival for a second. And like that gets scary when you're in a little hut. <laughs> oh my gosh. The wind was crazy. Like we were in the fest and they come on like on Sunday at like 430 we're in there 30 minutes and they come on like extreme weather coming. Please go back to your tents. We're like, dang, can we just like stay in here? No, we have to go back. Okay, let's go back. And we're just walking back and we get back to like out of the festival heading towards camp and you see just the cloud of doom. Like the whole sky is gray, (laughs) but still no wind, no nothing. And literally probably within a five second span, the wind went from nothing to like, I don't know, gusting insane. I've never seen it change that quickly. And we get back to our campsite and like there's a pop-up that got blown, flipped upside down on top of the U-Haul. People are holding shit down, buttoning down the hatches. It was pretty crazy. But the positive was the wind was so strong that the storm blew through in like an hour. and We could commence the, the festival again and the partying again. Did anyone's sets get canceled or were they able to like rejigger timings? They rejiggered. We did have some unfortunate 
conflicts because of it. So this is this is perfect. I can talk about my very few sadnesses that I had was just the conflicts. So we missed Casablanca on mm. Sunday because it was a direct conflict with Apache, which the only two sets on Sunday that I really wanted to see were Apache and Casablanca. Damn. At the exact same time. <laughs> so that was a really tough one. That is a tough one. That's a tough call. Because I knew Casablanca was going to shred it. <laughs> Oh, thinking about it makes me sad. Disco Lines had a direct conflict with Diesel. That's also tough, dude. And I heard Diesel was amazing. He was up there like, okay, give me a mosh pit. Give me two mosh pits. And he made like a long basketball shot. There was a basketball hoop and they threw him a ball and he made it from like far away, which was pretty cool. He's such a badass. Such a badass. I fucking love Shaquille O'Neal. And then didn't get to see Ford either because that was a direct conflict with ISOXO. Now you made the right decision on that one. That one I can definitely say you made the right decision. I mean, props to Ford, but... <laughs> props to Ford, but that was absolutely the right decision. Yeah, you wanted to be... Uh... Like, I can't <laughs> complain about any of my decisions because everyone we went to ended up being in my, like, top five sets of the whole weekend. But I think Casablanca, that one hurt the most. Yeah, I was going to say, of those three, I think that's the only one where I would have flipped. I, shout out to Apache and totally cool that the orchestra, but I would I would have chosen Casablanca mm-hmm. for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Eh, next time. And uh, one last little note on the music. Some people I stumbled upon that I'm excited to explore further, blonde-ish. I just stumbled upon Blondish, who is a Canadian producer, nice gal, at the observatory. She was wearing a tinfoil hat, which was very funny. And it just seemed like amazing house energy. And so I've been listening to some Blondish. And- she makes dope tribal house, Afro house. She um, she lives in Brooklyn. She pops oh, wow. up here quite often. She's played on the City Soul Bus before, actually, last year. Yo. And she is queer. She's engaged to her lover. She I can't remember if she was proposed to or she proposed. But it was at Burning Man, I think, last year. Oh, my gosh. There's a video that she posted on her Instagram that I watched of, of the whole thing. Yeah. But- yeah, I'm a huge fan of Blondish. I think her her tunes are really good. Mm, okay, so definitely going to see Blondish next time. I literally was there for the last like seven minutes of her set, and you could just tell the people there were just giving her so much love and appreciation for, for what that was. So I had some videos from the end. And um, we were walking by a Daniel Allen set, and he was playing like some of the coolest drum and bass that I heard the whole weekend. And listening to some of his tunes, not really a lot of drum and bass. I need to dig in further because I, I need to find that sound. It was a, it was a great sound. And lastly, Forrester, who I thought was just going to be like chill, you know, melodic vibes, maybe similar to the Ford vein, but it was not. Walking by, there was some like trance happening and it was good. Oh, sick. And so I would like to maybe dig into that a little bit. So uh, that is a wrap on the music of Electric Forest. Amazing. I don't recognize either of those two names, Daniel Allen or Forrester, so I'll check them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, So in conclusion... Why should you come to Electric Forest? Sell us on it, Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) If you need more convincing, I have four reasons. One, the people slash energy. I made that one reason. There's nothing better. It's the, the best energy and the most beautiful people, like humans, personalities that I have experienced at any event relating to, like anything, sporting event, music event, 
family reunion, you, like whatever. It was like the single most positive and happy, joyous, loving place that I have experienced. And I wish for everyone in my life to share that experience. Number two, when you give, you also shall receive. The haul of gifts that I got was so cool. Like whether it was from the giving tree or just from random people that I gave things and they gave like return gifts back. It was awesome. From dope stickers to nipple suction cups mm, somebody gave me randomly. You. That was fun. So like this really cool spoon with a crystal on it. Necklace that I got. This is good luck with like a Chinese symbol on it. Cool glasses. These like really cool little techno guys that I gave to Vanna because they look really good on her. That's not surprising. Yes. So many candy, so many everything. I was giving everybody like candy rings that I got. They were a big, a big hit. So yeah, just do a lot of giving and uh, you will receive tenfold. Such a cool place for that. Number three, incredible music. You already know we dumb been listening to it. And number four, I do feel like I experienced like self-growth and I feel like you will too. To anybody listening, just walking around the forest and I encourage you whenever you're at the forest to just spend some time on your own, wandering and experiencing, being inside your own thoughts, meeting strangers, meeting new friends. And the person I am today is not the same person a week ago who was driving to that festival. So an amazing opportunity to further develop who we are as human beings. Well, we're all moving to the electric forest. <laughs> I mean, it is magical. Like those, those trees are so tall and like just majestic. When we were driving there and like through the, the woods of Michigan, I was like, what is it going to look like? Because like, this is just like the woods. There's nothing special. And then you get there and it's fucking special. Michigan is a special place. My Pretty much my entire family is from Michigan, even though I grew up in Florida. Both my parents, they, they met in high school in Michigan. Boyne City is where my dad's from. But actually, Courtney Leineke, my best friend from high school, her family is from Mesick. So just out right there by Electric Forest, her parents are from there. So that's also funny that we have that connection because we both grew up in Florida, but both of our parents are from Michigan. But yeah, special place. Uh, wouldn't want to live there. Love to visit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we will be visiting more in the future. I plan on being there. I don't think I could miss one, yeah. to be honest, going forward now. so Especially during the summer. So beautiful. On the lake, the weather's incredible. There are no mosquitoes. It's just beautiful. Love it. It was very dusty the first three days. Like very dusty, like Burning Man vibes. And then the last, after it rained, it was like... Muddy? It wasn't muddy, actually. Oh, good. the ground was so thirsty that it just slurped all that water up and it was ah. like perfect, not wet. And I, I spoke with someone who was a, a forest veteran and he was like, I have been telling the first years, the people who this is their first forest, that like usually every night is like tonight, like Sunday night when it was just magical and no dust in the air. And so I'm excited for a forest where it's four nights of that beauty. Well, maybe next year. And lastly, just a shout out to... Uh, Everybody that I, I met, all the beautiful humans, like that might be the single coolest part is new friends. Hell yeah, of course. And bruh, you're you're going to come. Like the, the full court press starts now to get you guys to come next year. I mean, I'm going to play there. Yeah, you are. On that note, I think it would be remiss to not mention the shooting at Beyond Wonderland at the Gorge a few weeks ago. I titled this segment, Rave Fam is Chosen Fam. 
because just how Mikey was just saying that it's so easy to find people that you jive with you you don't even have to like talk about like anything deep to know that like these people are on the same page as you right the amount of times where i like had an interaction with somebody and instantly knew like this is a person who like has an energy that i want in my life i would just be like hey yeah can we be friends like can i get your instagram absolutely like that's what it's about when you find those those lights in your life, you're like, oh yeah, no, I, I need this. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Like stay, stay right there. Hold, hold on a second. Stay here with me. So that's why I named this segment Rave Fam is Chosen Fam. And I'm going to talk about the shooting really quick. And then I'm going to cap it off with some good news of, of some Plurby fam shout outs. Yeah. Of just conversations that I've had with some Plurbies over the last few weeks on TikTok, on um, Instagram that I thought were cute. So... We would be remiss to not to not speak about uh, this quite unfortunate shooting that happened at the Gorge. For those of you who don't know, Beyond Wonderland is also actually a festival that happens in SoCal, but this is like a spinoff festival that Insomniac does. It is a two-day festival thrown by Insomniac at the Gorge Amphitheater in Grant County, Washington. It was scheduled to run june 17th and june 18th on day one saturday just before 8 30 p.m a shooting took place in the gate h overflow campsite the police responding to the scene said there were two deaths and three injured the shooter was recorded as one of the individuals who was injured so of the three he's one of them and that happened while the police were apprehending him he is now in police custody the two deaths unfortunately were Brandy Escamilla and Jocelyn Summer Ruiz. They were a queer couple who were engaged. They were both nurses. Another person who was injured, his name is August. He was shot in the shoulder. He is unsure if it will ever be mobile again. He has a family, two kids. One of the GoFundMe links that has come up is for him specifically. Any donations that go to that GoFundMe will go towards his recovery and rehabilitation for his shoulder. Pascal Rotella, who is the founder and owner of Insomniac, has been doing this for 30 years. This has never, ever happened. This is the very first time a shooting has happened on festival grounds. And if, I mean, you could even say it wasn't really festival grounds because it wasn't even in the sanctioned campsites. It was in the runoff campsite. But he has put out two statements regarding the shooting. In the first one, it kind of just like gave people an update as to the news that we had at the time. The second one addresses Brandy and Jocelyn's lives lost, resources that will be available to the witnesses of the shooting at the campgrounds. And he also made mention that people were reaching out about refunds for day two because day two did ultimately get canceled. And some people were asking, hey, instead of a refund, can I defer my refund and then you donate it to the families of the victims lost? And he said, you know, it's it's so beautiful that people are like asking me specifically for this. Um, Insomniac has donated to both families already on their own and he, is working with his team now to um, collect whoever wants to defer their their refunds to the families as well. So it does sound like people are trying to take care of, of the victims' families as much as they can. So that leads me to what can we do as ravers and people who love our community? There are three GoFundMes that I am aware of 
that is one for Brandy, one for Jocelyn, the two lives lost, and then one for August, the, the person who was hit in the shoulder. You can find those links in our link tree. I added all three of them. So go to our link in our bio on Instagram or Twitter. You will find all three of those GoFundMes. They've all reached their goals so far, but please, if you feel like you would like to contribute, by all means. And other things that we can do, I just I just made these little notes really quick because this is something that I've done with my rave fam in the past before a festival. Before you go to day one, sit with your whole crew, look at the map of the festival grounds and just get acquainted with the medical tents, the bathrooms and the exits. Like those things are really important to know where they are, especially the medical tents and the exits. Like in the case of an emergency, it's important to pick a designated spot to meet your friends because a lot of the times we go to these festivals, we don't have cell service. Like we're in a huge ass, you know, we're, we're in the sea of 10,000 people at one stage. And then if something were to happen drastically, of course our phones wouldn't work. Everyone would be trying to like, you know, scramble and, and get a hold of people and, and not know where their people were. So something that we do is pick a designated spot to meet in the case of an emergency, because you never know if you're gonna be able to contact someone or not. And quite often we're, we're split up at different stages so it's just good to have that like plan B in your back pocket. It also helps people stay calm, right? When you have a plan, like you won't feel as manic in the moment. You'll be like, okay, we can stay calm. We have a plan. We can meet up at the spot. We'll get our whole, you know, group together and then we'll make another plan from there. And then last, during the festival, if you see something suspicious or not even during the festival, outside of the festival, it happened at the Gorge last year during Base Rush, a, a person was apprehended who ended up having a handgun and they they said he wasn't planning to do a mass shooting. But regardless, if you see something outside, inside, during, after, it doesn't matter. It is our duty as ravers to report that activity to ground control or security. It's, it's literally their job to take care of us and it's our job to take care of each other. So I, kn I know it sounds really cheesy, but it's, it's so, so important that if you see something, like it could save people's lives. Like if someone mentally unstable is not in the right place or if someone has taken too many drugs or if someone is too fucked up and they don't know their name, there are so many scenarios that could happen. And it's just up to us to like help those people find the help they need. So that is my little spiel. Thank you, Moody, for, for sharing. It's a very important message for this community that we love so very dearly because we got to protect it. For sure. And on that note, I will take it to our Plurby fam shout outs. I've had a number of awesome conversations with some fans over the last month or so. Tiana E. What up, Tiana? What up, Tiana? Thank you so much for your cat pics. They were so cute. She sent me a lot, too. She sent me like 20 cat pics. Yes. Well, I should say us, because you can see them, too. Yes, I've been, I've been away uh, for a bit, but I'm excited to go through all of them. She sent us photos of her three cats. Adeline, who was the mama, no. Hes Hesakia, and Charlie. So Hesakia was the the sister, and Charlie was the brother. Charlie, unfortunately, recently passed. Oh, you are in our thoughts. Yeah, you're in our thoughts, and we exchanged some nice pleasantries because obviously Jack just passed, and yeah. you know I made the comment that Charlie and Jack are playing away in animal heaven together. Yes, they are. Another fan who reached out, Sam M. Yo, Sam! Thank you 
for reaching out. They were trying to find the playlist for the plurality tracks that we play on the episodes. So I sent them the link. Yeah. And they're now all hooked up with that. I did see we have one more follower on, on the one playlist. So yes, it's happening. I love that people listen to the podcast and then are like, oh yeah, like I, I definitely want to check out some of these tunes. Um, that I just heard because either they had never heard them before or they're, you know, just ready for something new. Well, you know, Moody, we do curate some really good music. It's true. And then last but not least, this is someone who we've shouted out before, Lily, Lily T. Lily. Lily T, the Flowstar Master. They have tagged us on TikTok before in some of their flowing videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the Alice in Wonderland Kill Paris song? Oh yeah, it was. Kill Paris. Yeah, you're right, you're right. They've also been reaching out recently because they bought a ticket to Saturday for Izu. Nice. So I will hopefully be meeting up with Lily at some point. And for anyone else who wants to meet up, it, it sounds like Mikey will not be there, but I will be there with Frenchie. We will definitely have our crew that we'll find. And on the plurality stories, I'll put our totem and our schedule and you can come find us whenever the vibes are right. That's why I need you to come to Forest with me so that you can do all of that. <laughs> yeah, because I have Verizon and not T-Mobile. Yeah. Actually, I have AT&T. I was like not going to be meeting up with anybody on purpose. Did hear you had a run in with some raver influencers though. That was cute. Oh yeah, we saw, what's her name? Shay Tiller like behind us. Didn't talk to her, but then like going like up the stairs of this random structure in the forest. This dude walked by and I was like, yo, is that G Zoom? And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And we had a dap and then I went up there. And then like 30 seconds passed and I was like, wait a second, we have like a whole segment that I listen to everything test based on his TikToks. I should go talk to this guy. And then I rushed down the stairs and he was gone in the forest. So, hey, next time, Mr. Zoom, we'll get you. We'll get you. Also, Shay, if I saw Shay, I mean, I, lo I love G Zoom, but Shay would be the one that I'd be like, oh my God, I love SpongeBob <laughs> so much. And I love your content that you make of SpongeBob audio clips. It's so fucking funny. I think she's one of, objectively the funniest people I've ever seen on social media. Dude, that's why you gotta come to the forest because everyone is there. I know, and she always goes every year. So yeah, definitely. Don't worry, Shay, we're coming for you. Yes! <laughs> Frenchie also adores her, so. Oh yeah. We'll come find you. Maybe we could like rent an RV or something, I don't know. Oh hell yeah. Well, obviously we're not buying one. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, so we're all gonna invest in this this festival RV that we park who fucking knows where. Dude, that's what we were talking about. Like, what if we all chipped in on an RV? Yeah, we're like, fuck like buying a house. Yeah. Like, we're gonna get this RV to go to festivals in. And we'll keep it at Nick's house in the Cape. And then when we need it- There you go. We will use it. That's so funny, dude. Honestly, that's like totally feasible. I mean, I wouldn't put it past us. Uh, I'm living on like fucking Ritz crackers and and, Uncrustables. and cheese right now, but <laughs> Uncrustables, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, E-Forest next year, hopefully. And then, yes, Frenchie and I will be at Izu this year. And our whole crew will be at EBCO this year. So you can definitely check us there as one whole plurality unit. The unit. <laughs> yeah, Orlando's where it's at. Oh, you said Becca's coming? Man is coming. Dude, we have the whole crew from last year. We need Nick to come. He's like 
gonna try. Victoria. Oh, Victoria's coming? Yeah, Victoria and Michael are gonna come too. Let's go. We have the entire crew. Did you talk to Nick if, to see if he wanted to come? Oh, like four times. I was like, Nick, I need you to come to EDCO. And so he's gonna try. It'll be a last minute thing if he does. Well, if he does, we'll just plop him on a couch or something. I'm sure he'll be fine with that. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine anywhere. He can sleep on the floor. I can cuddle up with him. There you go. Yo, Plurbies, thanks for like listening to us talk. That's kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. It's awesome that people actually listen to this because every time, again, I don't see the stats. So I'm like, it's probably just you and I listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Plurbies, you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Plurality Pod. You can find all the tunes you heard in this podcast on Spotify, on a playlist found on Emood's profile. Just search E-Mood on Spotify and all those playlists plus the Revival playlists are there for your consumption, for your ears to enjoy. And remember, DMB for the people. This shirt that I bought in the forest. Shout out Nikki. We're wearing both tie-dye and both high-quality EDM shirts right now. Hell yeah. Poke me up on a spiritual level. And last episode, we both wore black cutoffs. We're really on the same vibe right now. We're doing it. <laughs> Quick shout out to Miss Cream, Alley Cat, Barbara Streisand. All right, got that in. Dude, Alley Cat, I'm coming for you at Izu. I can't fucking wait, dude. Definitely not a set that I will miss at Izu. I don't care who she's conflicting with. Alley Cat. It don't matter. I will be there. Front and center, baby. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a Apache Casablanca situation. Yeah, that's tough. Dude. Sorry. <laughs> it was so tough. <laughs> the whole day, the whole Sunday, two people. That was it. That was all I wanted to see. Especially since you've seen Apache and you hadn't seen Casablanca. But like the live brass ensemble, like originally we were going to get to see the last 45 minutes of Casablanca. And then after the rain, it was like they're at the exact same time. So. Oh, I see. Damn. So they shortened some of the sets. They just moved them around and there's at Forest, there's a lot of space in between sets because it's like a big place to like walk from stage to stage. So they just chopped out a lot of that excess room and just jammed everybody together and said, make it work, you guys. But you didn't you didn't see Casablanca because you came after their set at Dead Mouse, right? Exactly, which is another big reason I was like, gotta see Casablanca at Forest. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, in all the highlight videos that I've seen from like Brownies and Lemonade and, and other accounts, I have not seen any Casablanca videos, but I have seen Apache videos. So. No, I, Apache was like fucking mental and I have... I have no regrets about seeing that set. That is a certainty. Love it. Okay, send us out of here, Moody. What do you have? Send us out. Let's say peace, love, and fuck me up on a spiritual level. And I'm going to say peace, love, and DMB for the people. Because hey. those are what our shirts say. <laughs> Let's take like a screenshot of us holding them up like this. Fuck <laughs> me up on a spiritual level. Shout out to Baby Max. Shout out to Baby Max. Allison had her little babe. Allison and Ty, they welcomed their, their new little baby, Max. I heard uh, Mimba shout Max out during their set. Ah, what a great set that was. Gosh, yours. Do we need to do it again? Okay, ah, I'm so I love this shit. I'm so excited. Plurbies, tell us that you're coming to Forest with us next year, okay? Or any festival, really. Yeah, literally, always. Just just literally message us anything. We'll be so happy. If anything, I mean, I know like the Forest vibes are so good, but 
it reminds us that we have to bring those vibes to the everywhere. other festivals because it well and everywhere in general but especially the other festivals because the people who are getting into it now who like don't really know how it works it's up to us to like show them the ropes you know it's our duty responsibility the second r all right plurbies we love you much love mwah, mwah, mwah. catch you next time ciao